The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360 degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. The in-dash OLED display in the Cadillac Escalade has 38 total diagonal inches of color display. So why do we give it a curve too? I guess you could say we like to bend the rules. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade, never stop arriving. Not only were you looking at my Twitter account at Sarah Carter DC, but guess who else was watching Sarah Carter DC's Twitter account along with Sean Hannity's, Sebastian Gorka's, John Solomon, Dan Bongino, Laura Ingram, uh, among others, Jack Prosbiak, um, and Pamela Geller. Guess who? Oh, wait, Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump Jr. It was the former. Ukrainian, well, American ambassador to Ukraine, Marie Ivanovich. Remember, she was the one that testified against President Trump. Well, guess what? She was using U.S. dollars, U.S. taxpayer dollars to monitor our social media accounts. I wrote about this in October 2019. I talked to sources. I confirmed that Judicial Watch was looking for these documents from the State Department that they had filed a Freedom of Information Act request from the United States State Department to see if what we were being told by sources was true. These sources approached Judicial Watch. They reported on the actions of Marie Ivanovich, which they should. I mean, what's happening here, folks? When in the world does a U.S. ambassador, a U.S. embassy in Ukraine, in Ukraine, decide to monitor American citizens and their social media accounts basically spy on us. You know what I want to know? I want to know how far the FBI went, because I was told that not only was I being monitored by the FBI, but that Sean Hannity was being monitored by members of the FBI, former Obama officials with the FBI were also monitoring us because they just couldn't figure out early on. How did we know so much? Who were our sources? Who were our sources? Monitoring. I mean, John Solomon and I both heard the same thing. And we were talking to people. And there were times when I actually went to members of Congress. I had to go meet with them in person, which I do normally. But, you know, if you have a, a normal telephone call, if you're asking a simple question, you know, Q&A, I need an answer to this. Can I get a comment? There were some congressional members at the time this is going back to 2017, 2018, 2019, that would not talk on the phone with me because they were absolutely certain that my phone was being monitored. I mean, this is out of control. This is not the former Soviet Union. At least I didn't think so, right? We're the United States of America. We have a constitution. We have a Fourth Amendment, a Fourth Amendment that guarantees us that right to privacy, unreasonable search and seizure. You're not allowed to monitor me and let alone you're not allowed to use taxpayer dollars to do so. This is just ridiculous. Like, what was she doing? Ambassador Yovanovitch collecting information on who I was talking to or what? I mean, what? What I was tweeting? I mean, did she really need to spend taxpayer dollars to do this to monitor all of us? 
I tell you this right now. If we don't hold people accountable for these egregious violations, then we have ourselves to blame. This is why the Department of Justice, I'm so tired of how slow and how long they are taking to get everything done, especially when it comes to the Russia hoax, right? What they did to an American president, a duly elected president of these United States people, this is not some science fiction novel. This is what happened to you and me, the American people. For those of you that voted for Donald Trump, this is an affront to you. This isn't about President Trump. And I've said this over and over again. They hated him. They didn't want him there. They didn't want him there because they knew he was going to do what you asked him to do. You know what they don't like? And I'm talking about the far radical left and all these crazy Lincoln Project right, pretend to be right wing conservatives. They're not. They're not. They pocket money. They run this town like a swamp. They're a bunch of lobbyists. They party with some of the worst people. They maneuver in circles that exclude you. You think they go to Walmart? They think you're deplorable if you go to Walmart just as much as they thought that way as Hillary Clinton thought about the American voter who voted for President Trump. They don't care about you. They don't care about you. They're the one percenters, right? Look at Mitt Romney. Look at some of these guys. They don't care. They play games. And you know, the sad thing is, is that the left is that the left is also buying into some of this. When I see kids out in the streets, when I see them rioting and protesting and, you know, doing this and that and reacting to all of this craziness that's happening in our world, we're not even thinking. We're not even waiting for evidence, even in the even in the police shootings or the deaths of people which I mean is horrible and horrific. What happened to George Floyd was absolutely terrifying. It's terrifying to watch. It's horrible. No human being should have to go through that. But we should have all the facts, all the facts, calm, reasonable people would do that. But they're using the media and their allies in the media to stir up hate. And it's coming and it's coming to Washington, D.C. on September 17th. On September 17th, this Occupy Wall Street junk that's happening, they're pushing it and pushing it. I don't know who they are. These are the Occupy Wall Street. These are the uh, leftist radicals, the BLM folks that are part of that organization. Not that black lives don't matter. Black lives do matter. It matters. Every life matters. And black lives do matter. And George Floyd's life matters. And other lives all people who lose their life in such a tragic way, period, matter. But I'm talking about the organization. And I'm talking about Antifa and these groups. And they're planning a sit-in 50 days through the election. You don't think these young people are being manipulated by forces far greater than they are? They are. All of these young people are just go to the social media accounts, see who funds this, see who's backing this, who's giving money to BLM, who's giving money to offshoot groups. Just look. Famous movie stars, big, you know, foundations that are very left and radical. And I wouldn't even doubt it if some money's being funneled from other countries into these groups. 
And I'm talking about Cuba. What about Cuba? What about China? What about Russia? Who knows? I don't know. We need to investigate that. But what we need to know is that we are being played. The American people are being played. We are being pitted against one another, and we should not be. I talked about it on our last podcast. The coolest thing about this country, the greatest thing about our nation is freedom, is freedom. And I can't tell you how angry I was once again to see these documents that verify these are emails, internal emails inside the State Department that all of our social media was being monitored. Look, I don't even care. I put it out there. It's social media. I want people to see it. But to waste your taxpayer dollars to basically uh, target me, to target Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump Jr., John Solomon, blah, 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 Dan Bongino, who's a friend of mine, to target us because we're conservatives or to target people because they're friends with President Donald Trump makes me wonder. I'm just asking you this question. It makes me wonder how far, how far they have gone, right? Because it didn't end there. It didn't end with just monitoring our social media accounts. I can guarantee you that. But before I go any further, I just want to throw a shout out to Job Creators Network. Job Creators Network, folks, it's one of the best places to advocate for you and your small business. Folks, this is the most important election in American history. I've said this over and over again. Our way of life is on the ballot. As we watch these far left radicals burn down our cities, attack our police, our free enterprise system, our constitution. I just talked about that, right? I just talked about that. Our constitution, our fourth amendment, our second amendment, our first amendment, and our history. Now we're seeing what, you know, DC mayor Bowser is planning on doing her report to remove all the statues and change names. I mean, this is ridiculous out of DC. We also know that this 2020 election is about just one thing. It's about turnout folks. Our opponents have their get out the vote machine. We need a massive get out the vote effort of our own and our friends at job creators network. They are doing just that. It's simple. Go to 10 for 20.com. That's 10 for 20.com and take the 10 for 20 pledge. I've done it. You should do it. You'll receive a link that'll give you the most trusted voting information and tools you can use to become a part of the largest conservative get out the vote effort ever. Don't you want to be a part of that? You'll be asked to send a message to just 10 people you know, and who care about America and ask them to commit to sign the pledge. Your family, your neighbors, your church, your your work friends, get it out there, get it out there to them, and then they'll do the same. And this is going to be huge. This is going to be the largest conservative get out the vote effort ever. So to join this army for freedom, go to 10for20.com and take the pledge now. Don't let your opponents outwork us. Don't let them do it. Go to 10for20.com now and do your part. That's the number 10-F-O-R, the number 20.com. Okay, what do we do now? What have we learned over the last three and a half to four years? What have we learned? I had to take a step back. You know, I've said this over and over again. People ask me, why haven't you written a book yet? Well, granted, I'm a mom. I have a wounded war veteran husband. I've got dogs, cats, birds, houses. I'm just as busy as you. But I haven't written the book, folks, because we don't have the whole picture yet. But as I sit back and look at this, the one thing that sticks out to me is how fragile our nation is, just how fragile we all are and what we mean to one another. 
And I look at the fact that over the last three and a half years, President Donald Trump and his election, you, you are the real heroes here because we would have never known what was going on in the Washington, D.C. swamp if it wasn't for you. If it wasn't for each and every one of you standing up to this bureaucratic machine that's way out of control. And, you know, it's uh, maybe it's all our faults that Washington has become so insular and so elitist. I mean, we're not holding our lawmakers accountable. We're just not doing what we need to do to be a part of this great civil society. I think we're doing that now. And I think we're seeing the retribution of the swamp, right? They're angry. They're lashing out at us. They're lashing out. And they're, God help them, they don't want to lose their power. And they don't care. They don't even see the damage that they're doing to this nation. I'll give you an example of this. Former CIA director John Brennan, I've interviewed him in the past. Believe it or not, I have. I was at CIA headquarters. I was with John Brennan in December 2016, right before he left CIA. I did a one-hour on-camera interview with him for Sinclair Broadcast Network, and he agreed to it. He was very cordial. He was very kind. Um, I still have his coin. I'm sure he wishes he would have never gave it to me. But... Let's talk about that for a minute, about how he believes ideologically that the ends justify the means. Look at what he and former DNI, that's Director of National Intelligence, James Clapper, former FBI Director James Comey, their former assistant deputy uh, of the FBI, Deputy Director Andrew McCabe, and all of these senior officials believed that in their hearts... This is what they say, that President Trump is a direct threat and peril to American society. First of all, that is a, a national security issue that I have with them and they know it. They repeat this over and over again, and it's a very dangerous thing to repeat, especially coming from senior officials in the United States government. And they're saying it to you. They're saying to every single voter who voted for President Trump, you are a danger to your own nation. We are smarter than you. We need to tell you how to think. We need you to fall in line with us or you will be ostracized. And that's exactly what they've done with their allies in the media, with their allies um, on the social networking platforms like Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, whatever else. They're monitoring conservatives. They're monitoring you. They, they hate you. They hate the fact that you're a Second Amendment supporter for the most part. They just think that should be out of the Constitution. No more Second Amendment. Now, you don't need to carry guns. You don't have the right to a weapon. Not in this day and age. Not when the government can actually take care of you. That's what they want. They want you to give up all the things that make this country great your independence, your ambition, your free thinking, your ability to, to think outside the box, to climb that mountain, even when people tell you you can't do it, to do something extraordinary. They don't want you to be that person. They want you to fall in line with their socialist ideals. They want to be your babysitter. They want to be your mom and dad. 
They want to tell you what to eat and how to eat and how to dress and not to offend anyone and not to win any awards. And, you know, if you're better at something than somebody else, you shouldn't really brag about it. You should keep that hidden. You should let your government take care of you. And once that happens, folks, once you have the, you know, the government's taking care of your health care, the government's taking care of your housing, the government's making everything, you might as well live in the old former Soviet Union. You might as well take a trip right now. Just take a trip with COVID, put your mask on, take a flight, go, go to Moscow, see some of the old buildings there, go to the Czech Republic. I've been there. You know, I've been there a few times. Go to, look at their old apartment complexes. Everything's the same. There, in fact, there were no balconies. If there was a fire, I was wondering how the heck did they get out of there? These high rises, they made people live in the same in these little cubicles. You have a kitchen at the end of a hallway. There's no freedom. There's nothing. There's nothing. Go to Cuba. Go to Cuba right now. Do you see Cubans coming here on vacation all the time? They can only leave the island of Cuba when they're really old and they have, you know, some family in the United States and they're about to die or whatever. And then they give them permission And if you don't comport yourself to the Communist Party in Cuba, you're basically ostracized. You don't go into the colleges. You can't get an education. um, You can't work at a good government job. You're basically panhandling in the streets and trading crap, you know, for something. Oh, here's a mango. Can I have a piece of meat? Whatever. I know this. My mom was from Cuba and I have family from Cuba and I had family that lives there still. Sure, the Cubans love to hear that. Please don't do anything to my family. I never talked to them and I don't know them, but I'm worried. And I was even more worried yesterday, you know, as I worked on a story with some sources. And as you know, I've been breaking stories on the FBI uh, investigation into President Trump and their big fat lie that he conspired with Russia. That's again, back to John Brennan, back to James Clapper, back to James Comey. They all made this lie up. Think about what it took, what it entailed to completely lie to the world about an elected president and spread those rumors in papers in London, um, Radio Free America, Yahoo News with Michael Isakoff. I'm talking about all their friends. They, they, they pushed out lies. They destroyed Carter Page's name. I'm going to get to Carter Page. They destroyed his name publicly. They destroyed Lieutenant General Michael Flynn's name. They targeted every friend or every person that President Trump knew in a special counsel investigation. And, you know, of course, if you dig into someone's life enough, and of course, if you're a powerful person and you dig into someone's life enough, the SDNY, the Southern District of New York, and everybody knows this. And so does, you know, the spe- so did the special counsel. You're going to find something. You're going to find some dirt on them. That's a fact. That's a fact. I think I read somewhere that people commit like three felonies a day. I don't even know if I believe that, but I read it somewhere. But, you know, that's a fact. You're going to find something. They didn't do it to anybody else. You know why they did this to President Trump? Because once again, they're using the people in the media and they want to destroy. They want to destroy and send a message, actually, to everyone around President Trump. If you support him, if you're his friend, if you worked for him, if you just hit like on his tweet. We are going to come after you and we are going to destroy you. We're going to go through your taxes. We're going to make your life miserable, just like they did to Roger Stone too. Remember they sent the Armada to his house and then they, the FBI, they called, you know, people at the FBI. We all know it. 
called CNN and gave him a heads up. Heads up. We're going to be at, you know, Roger Stone's house um, in the early dark morning hours. You know, he lives in Florida. He's got a swamp behind his house, literally a swamp. And uh, and then uh, we're going to send an armada. I mean, they got weapons drawn. They got guys out on the swamp behind his house and boats. They've got men at his front door pointing weapons at him. Why do you think they did that? They knew he would just walk. He would. I mean, if they wanted to take him, all they had to do was call his lawyer. He would have walked, turned himself in that day. He would have done it. I've talked to Roger many times. He would have done it. They did that to send a message. They sent a message not only to the people around President Trump, but they sent a message to you, the American people. This is what we are going to do to you and to your president for voting for him. Let us do what we always do. You know what they do? You know what they always do? They always put in who they want. And they being the Republicans and the Democrats, they get along for the most part, right? They cover for each other. And you guys out there, you lawmakers out there know exactly what I am talking about. You know exactly what I am talking about. You cover for one another. You give each other appointments uh, in senior positions uh, in committees as long as you all cover for each other. I've been here long enough to know that game. And they basically pick the person that's going to do what they want which is, you know, the globalist ideas. Okay, so they pretend and they fight a little bit on Capitol Hill. And I'm not talking about all congressional members or all lawmakers. There are some great ones out there that are willing to speak their minds. Uh, Congressman Andy Biggs from Arizona is one of them. Louis Gomer, you know, um, always says what's on his mind. Uh, Congressman Devin Nunez, uh, Jim Jordan, uh, Mark Meadows was one of them. You know, they didn't care. They stood up. Lee Zeldin out of New York, you know, Claudia Tenney, she's running for Congress again. There's a lot of people out there that do their jobs. But for the most part, for the most part, folks, it doesn't matter. For the most part, they, those people that are in charge, the senior people, the senior lawmakers, they're playing a game with us. But we woke them up. I know you can go and read all my stories at sarahcarter.com, but before I wrap this up, this you have to s- just listen to this. This is a story about Carter Page, and I just spoke about him. But this is so important because nobody knew anything about this information until last week during closed-door hearings with the Senate Intelligence Committee. Basically, what was uncovered and what was leaked to me was the fact that the Woods file. So basically, it's a procedure. It's a Woods file procedure. If you're if you're going to uh, get a warrant to spy on someone, the FBI is going to get that warrant. They have to verify the information inside, basically inside that file. Right. And that's called a Woods procedure. That's called a Woods procedure. It was enacted in the early 2000s. Um, FBI agent Michael Woods was actually the person that came up with this procedure to ensure that the FBI agents wouldn't violate anything. So like they weren't just going to get warrants on people without having evidence. So they have this Woods procedure, right? And uh, then those documents get submitted. Those get turned into he- uh, into the FBI field offices along with the FISA application. Well, guess what? Carter Page's Woods file disappeared. They never had it. And when the special counsel 
and the FBI got started in 2018. So we know right now, we know either a little more, a little less, up to two years, that Woods procedure file has disappeared on Carter Page. Now I know that. I had sources that spoke to me about this. I published the story at sarahcarter.com. But what's even more important here is that it disappeared. And when the special counsel got together and they were looking at Carter Page, guess what they did? They recreated the Woods file. They basically recreated a Woods file. It had nothing, nothing to do with the original. It was a totally recreated one. They pulled from the FISA document. The man who submitted that Woods file was apparently Joe Pienka, the special um, agent who is still with the FBI, who was working with Peter Strzok. My sources tell me that not even Joe Pienka knew that his Woods file had disappeared, that he had no idea until he was in those closed door hearings with the Senate Intelligence Committee last week. That when they questioned him, even the IG, Michael Horowitz, even John Durham with the Department of Justice under William Barr, who was appointed to investigate this, nobody told Joe Pienka, allegedly, according to the sources I spoke with, that this Woods file didn't exist. They were basically questioning him as if that was his Woods file. Wow. Think about that. And ask yourself this question. Why would they want to throw Joe Pienka, Kevin Kleinsmith, and all these people under the bus when it was all directed by people like now fired former director of the FBI, James Comey, Andrew McCabe, Deputy Director Bill Priestip, uh, John Brennan, James Clapper? Why is it that do they think we're so stupid? We're going to we're going to nibble on that bone. We're going to be like, OK, thanks for throwing those couple of guys in jail or thanks for, you know, putting them away for five months because they lied, because they falsified a FISA or because you think they didn't do their job. But we're going to let all these other guys write books and take jobs at like MSNBC and CNN and wherever left wing cable news channel wants to pay them and write these books that are making the millions of dollars. Do they think we're that stupid? Look, it might happen. There's a two tier justice system here. We just saw it. But folks, the power is in your hands. You have the power in November to vote for whoever you want to vote for. You have the power to take the, this country in a direction that's either, you know, America first, like President Trump says, or you can take this country in a direction that's America last. I don't care how you feel about President Trump, right? But the fact is, is that there are two separate entities right now that are very clear cut one that wants to control you and one that wants to give you freedom. I want you to think about that. Think about what the FBI has done. Think about what this government has done secretly behind the scenes to trample all over our constitution. And please come to sarahacarter.com to read the latest stories. And you can visit me also at Sarah Carter DC. That's on Twitter, on Parler. It's at Sarah Carter Official. Please do not forget to do that. I hope you enjoyed today's show. And if you did, please give us 
five stars and a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, subscribe. That's so important because then you can hear all of the shows. They're all timely. We have specials on so many different topics ranging from UFOs all the way to, you know, what's happening in Israel, uh, the peace deal in the Middle East, Afghanistan. Subscribe to this podcast and you will also get all of the latest and greatest and most important newsmakers. They come here, they come on the podcast and they talk about what's happening, not just in Washington, D.C., but around the world. Again, thank you so much for being a part of the Sarah Carter show. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. I know it's precious to you like it is to me. Thank you so much. We are taking the story back. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving. The available AKG 36 speaker sound system in the Cadillac Escalade provides 360-degree sound, so you hear studio sound on the road. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade never stop arriving.